can feel the presence of the Holy Ghost, that's because he's here. Amen. And God never steps into a place without bringing everything everybody needs. Little things, big things, things that other people think are just silly, but it's not silly to you. He has what you need in this house today. Us so much is because of the way our Father loves us. 
Yeah, that's right. And the devil hates us because of the way our Father loves us. Amen. Amen. Verse 5. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and then he told it to his brethren, and look what happened. They hated him more. Verse 6. And here's what he said. He said, Here I pray you this dream which I've dreamed. He said, Behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheep arose and stood up right. And your sheaves stood round about and made obeisance to my sheep. Amen. In other words, I know you hate me, but I had a dream that one day you're going to be bowing down to me. That doesn't solve things when you tell people things like that. Sometimes it's better left unsaid. Amen. Just let God do it. But he had a little mischief in him. And verse 8, And his brethren said to him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us? Or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And here it is again. And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for it. We don't just hate you now because of who you are because of daddy. We hate you now because of what you said and those goofy dreams you're having. So he thought, well, I'll take care of him. Verse 9. And he dreamed another dream and said, oh, you like that one? Wait till you hear this one. (laughs) Behold, I dreamed another dream, another dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars all bowed down to me. (laughs) Verse 10. And he told it to his father and his brethren. And his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come and bow down ourselves to to thee to the earth? Verse 11. And his brethren envied him, but his father observed the saying. And his brethren went to feed their flock, or father's flock in Shechem. And Israel said unto Joseph, Do not thy brethren feed the flock in Shechem? Come, and I will send thee unto them. And he said unto him, Here am I. And he said, Go, I pray thee, and see whether it be well with thy brethren, and well with the flocks, and bring me word again. So he sent him out of the vale of Abraham, and he came to Shechem. So I want to stop there, and I want us to pray right now and just ask the Holy Ghost to have his way. Listen, I'm not asking God to come into this place. He's already here. He's already here. He started in the prayer room this morning. He started when this good sister started playing and singing the music and the drummer and the music going on. He's been here the whole service. He's been here while we've been worshiping him. His presence is here. Why is his presence here? Because somebody's loving him. Somebody's praising him. Somebody's worshiping him. Condemn, not to hurt, but to help everybody in this building this morning. 
And as we were just doing, we were just doing the more we praise him. It's just like a magnet when we start loving him and thanking him for his goodness. It's like a magnet. It draws his presence down to us. Amen. And the more of his presence we feel, the more we want to love and praise him. Yes. And the more we love and praise him, the more of his presence we're going to feel. It just gets bigger and bigger. It's like a cycle. I don't like to end that cycle. I want to keep it coming. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And let me read to you while you're seated. Genesis 37, 18. If you just read it out loud with me, if it's on the board. And, and there's a reason for it. I just got to lay a little foundation, then we'll take off from there. And when they saw him afar off, here came Joseph out to check on his brothers. Even before he came near to them, they began to conspire amongst themselves to slay him. And they said to one another, here comes the dreamer. Amen. He said his, he has these dreams and he's going to rule over us. And verse 20, come now, therefore, and let us kill him, slay him, and cast him into a pit. And we will say, some evil beast have devoured him, and we shall see what shall become of these dreams. Amen. We're going to put an end to the dream God gave him. We're going to stop what God has called him to do. But I'm here to tell you, it don't matter who, how big, how much, how hard they fight, when God's got a plan for your life, there is not a devil in hell that can stop you. I understand that. I want to tell somebody here this morning, amen, there's more to your life than what you're seeing. God's got more for you than what you see in Peter right now. That's why the fight didn't take you out. That's why the alcohol and the drugs 
kill him. He didn't lift them out of their hands. He said, let's not kill him. And he said, let's not shed his blood, uh, but, uh, but, but cast him into the pit in the wilderness. But don't lay your hands on him, and we might rid him out of our hands. And, to the, and so he was saying, let's just put him in a pit. And I, I'm, gonna, I'm in charge of this. I just want to put him in a pit right now. We'll leave. But in his mind, I'm going to come back when I'm ready to let him out. When I feel it's time to let Joseph out, I will come back and, and let him out of the pit. Remember that. And it came to pass when Joseph was coming to his brethren, verse 23, they stripped Joseph out of his coat, uh, his coat of many colors that was on him, and they took him and cast him into the pit. The pit was empty. There was no water. And they sat down to begin to eat bread. And they lifted up their eyes and looked, and behold, a company of Ishmaelites came from Gilead with their camels bearing spicery and balm and myrrh going to carry it down to Egypt. And Judah said to his brethren, what profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? Amen. Reuben put him in the pit, uh, but here we find Judah getting him out of the pit. Uh, amen. He said, come, uh, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, uh, and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh, and his brethren were content. Good idea. And the, they went, then there passed by the Midianites, the merchant men, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit, sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites uh, for 20 pieces of silver, and they, they brought Joseph into Egypt, and Reuben returned to the pit. Uh, the one that put him in that figured he'll still be there. Surely if I put him in the pit, he can't get out. Uh, and behold, Joseph was not in the pit. Uh, and the Bible says Reuben just about lost his mind. He rent his clothes. He tore his garment. Uh, amen. One more scripture here. Genesis 41 and 38. And this is jumping way down the story now. And Pharaoh said to his servants, uh, can we find such a one as this man is? Uh, or can we find such a man as this? What happened here? I'm not going to be long today, uh, but the, uh, I want you to get this. Uh, amen. Joseph was a, he, he, the Bible says he, he, he was sold to the Egyptians. Uh, Potiphar, a ruler in Egypt, uh, hired him or bought him, and he became a servant. Uh, Potiphar's wife uh, desired to have Joseph, uh, and Joseph wouldn't let, him, uh, let her touch him, uh, and he resisted her, and she got angry and lied on him, uh, and he was cast into prison. While in prison, he began to get moved up to be the prison and leader. And while he was there, there was two men that was under Pharaoh that had been cast into prison for whatever reason. They had and they had dreams and, and they couldn't understand them. And Joseph interpreted those <laughs> dreams and they came to pass exactly as Joseph said. One was killed. One was put back into his position. But the one that was put back into his position forgot about Joseph and did not tell Pharaoh what had happened. So Pharaoh had a dream and he had two dreams and he could not get anybody to interpret and it, it bothered him. And the man that had been interpreted for in the prison came to Pharaoh and said, I've got a man. I forgot all about him. He interpreted my dream and I believe he can interpret your dreams. Yeah. He said, go get him. And they brought Joseph unto the king. Now watch this. Amen. And he told him the dream. And Joseph told the king what he needed and wanted to hear. Amen. And when the king heard what what he wanted to hear, he took Joseph from the pit or from the jail and put him on the throne. Amen. How did Joseph get to the throne? By telling the king what he wanted to 
hear. You know how God can deliver somebody in this place today? If you'll just simply tell him what he wants to hear. The king is waiting to lift somebody out of your bondage and put you on his throne. What does he want to hear? He wants to hear somebody say, I'm sorry for my sins. God, would you please forgive me for what I've done? He explained salvation to you. He showed you how to be saved. 
what keeps you after you get started. His mercy is when you fail him and you let him down and you come to church and you deserve judgment. You deserve wrath. You deserve for God to just kick you out. But instead of giving you what you deserve, he gives you what you need. He puts his arms around you. He gives you a little chance. He forgives you. He washes you. He refills you. Oh, I'm thankful. That's why most of us are here today. It's because of his mercy. Thank God for his grace. But his grace just gets us started. It's that mercy that keeps us in the church. His love, His keeping power 
hallelujah that we're not in the grave that we're not in the crack house that we're not back in the wrong hotel room that we're not back on drugs that we're not back in the bar room it's because of his mercy that we're not back in the jailhouse it's because of his mercy that our family put back together to heal our marriage it's because of his mercy that he put our family back together Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because his compassion and his love fails not. Verse 23. They are new every morning. Every morning. Thank God. It don't matter how bad yesterday was. Thank God for a new morning. Mercy again today. Fresh mercy. Thank you for the mercy I used yesterday. But I'm glad. Hallelujah. We can start brand new today again. Oh, somebody thank you. start brand new today. Amen. Why? Because he's got, let me tell you, you ain't going to use up all his mercy. My Bible said his mercy endures forever. Every day you wake up. Brother Cox, it was hell yesterday. I hated yesterday. I couldn't wait to get out of it. I'm still scarred and hurting from yesterday. Thank God for today. His mercies are fresh and new and flowing and all that we need here today. You know what somebody's problem is here today? You're not a bad person. You're not evil. You're not a castaway or an outcast. You just need the mercy of God. Every one of us are in the same boat this morning. Nobody's worse than anybody else. I don't care what your addiction is. I don't care what your problem may be. Ain't nobody in it worse than anybody else is. We're all people that need His mercy. His mercy. And it's here today. He wants to give somebody another chance. He wants to forgive somebody. He wants to let somebody start over. He wants to let a backslider come back home. He wants to let somebody that's never had the Holy Ghost be here today full of the Holy Ghost. And I want to talk to somebody just for a few moments that has had some bad chapters in your life. Or you may be going through a bad chapter right now. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. God wants to start a new chapter in your life. Yeah. In somebody's life today. Amen. He wants to turn the page for somebody today. Yeah. Amen. But he talks, what is a chapter? A chapter is a period of time or an episode in a book Amen. or in a nation's history or in a person's life. Hallelujah. God wants to close somebody's old chapter today and give somebody a brand new When we read about Joseph, it's obvious he was favored by God. He was favored by his earthly father, Jacob. He had a dream given to him by God and a calling on his life. But though he was called and favored by God and loved by his daddy, he also had some bad chapters in his life. He was hated, rejected, betrayed. They stole the very material thing his father had given him. 
threw him into a pit and left him to die. His brothers did that. Sold him to slavery. Lied on by Potiphar's wife. Put in the prison. Forgotten about. How many would agree Joseph had some bad chapters in his life? Had some sad chapters. Some lonely, empty, miserable chapters. But let me just stop here and tell everybody in this building. If anybody has ever told you uh, that when you become a Christian and start living for God, all your problems will be over and bad things will never happen. You'll never hurt again. You'll never cry again. You'll never suffer. You'll never have a bad day. You'll never be disappointed. You'll never be hurt or let down or rejected. I'm here to tell you, they lied to you. Amen. My Bible says in Psalms 34 and verse 19, the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. In other words, many bad chapters happen in our lives. But here comes the new chapter. The Lord will deliver him out of them all. I want to tell somebody today, whether you're living for God or not living for God, you're going to have problems. You're going to have bad days. You're going to get sick. You're going to get in debt. Sometimes there's still divorce even in a Christian home. Amen. Christians get their hearts broken. They get hurt. They suffer. They get let down. Do I have a witness here today? You get rejected. You have bad times. There's low times. There's, there's fearful times. Hallelujah. It's called a bad chapter. But I'm here to tell you, amen. Hallelujah. Somebody here today, you may feel like you're in the pit. And it don't matter how you got in the pit. It don't matter if you fell into it, pushed into it, or jumped into it. Regardless of how you got there or why you're there, somebody needs to know a pit is a pit. And if you stay in the pit long enough, you will die. Hallelujah. I have a word for somebody here this morning. By the power and the mercy of the Holy Ghost, I'm here to tell somebody, you don't have to die in your pit. Sometimes they're long. Sometimes they're short. Some are happy. Some are sad. Some will make you laugh, Pastor, and some will make you cry. But whether the chapter's long or short, whether it's happy or sad, every chapter in every book has one thing in common. It ends. It comes to an end. And I've come to tell somebody today it's not over. Your story is bigger than just one chapter. Amen. Your story is bigger than one bad chapter in your life. The best is still yet to come. I want to tell somebody, you were created for more than what you've been through. You were created by God in more than what you've been through. Oh, does anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm here to tell you, I don't care how bad it is, how long it's been going on, every chapter has an end. And when new chapter starts over, I feel like today, some 
what I'm doing right now. I'm not wanting to finish preaching. I'm just looking for a moment where God will just step in here and take over and I can get out of the way. The new chapter giver is here. The old chapter remover is here. He's ready to remove and erase and heal and start somebody with a brand new chapter here this morning. Hallelujah. How many knows what I'm talking about today? Amen. But let me just say this, and I want this to get in your mind. Remember this here outside the doors of this church, in your neighborhood, in your family. Time and experience, Pastor, has a way of teaching us that we should never judge or discard somebody by a bad chapter in their life. Come on, come on. It don't matter where they are. It don't matter where you are right now. That's just one chapter. Well, the book's not over. It's not over. The author's not finished. Come on. Their last chapter may have been long and sad, but let's you and I don't try to finish this story based on one chapter. You just remember, God can close that chapter and start all over. Aren't you glad that some of you remember where 
skipping through my message. Even Jesus himself on this earth as a man had some bad chapters. They rejected him, beating, crowning with thorns, mocking, nailing to a cross, the pain. That was a bad chapter. It wasn't fun. In fact, at one point, his flesh cried out, if I can just get this removed, I don't want to go through this. But then the spirit took over and said, oh, no, no, not my will. That was a bad chapter. But as he was hanging on that cross at the end of that chapter, he said, this chapter is coming to an end. It is finished! And the old chapter ended. And a brand new chapter started. I'm going to tell you, but the devil's not in charge of your chapters. He's not in charge of how long it goes on. He's not in charge of how long it lingers. Our God still sets the boundaries. Our God ends old chapters and starts new chapters. How do you know? He said, I'm the author and the finisher. I'm the author. I'm the finisher. He put
put your hand on somebody right now. This don't make you any more spiritual. This don't make you any better. And I just want you to pray, Father, have your way in her heart. Have your way in his life. I don't know what they're dealing with and why you're praying for them. Somebody's praying for you. God, have your way. Let this chapter come to an end. They're tired of suffering. They're tired of loneliness. They're tired of the problems. They're tired. better. He, he, had a, he had a better environment when he was at home than he had in the prison. 
That was not Joseph's environment. That's not what he was used to. He was not used to being scrubby and wearing the old prison clothes and sleeping on dirt floors and eating slop. He knew a better life. But here he was in a place in a bad chapter in his life. But when Pharaoh the king was ready to change chapters for Joseph, Joseph didn't just get up and run into his new chapter. The Bible tells us while he was still in the old chapter in the prison, he got up, he changed his clothes, shaved himself. He got presentable. Hallelujah. What are you doing, Joseph? I'm not staying in this chapter any longer. I'm leaving it. I don't want any, I don't want to take anything with me that's going to remind me of it. I want to get out of everything that has any resemblance or any connection with my past. What was he doing? He was getting ready for the new chapter. Today, somebody needs to get ready for the new chapter. You cannot bring all of your baggage from the old chapter into the new chapter and expect the new chapter to be any different than the old chapter. You can't bring your same habits, your same addictions, your same sexual problems. You can't bring all that with you. That's it. And expect anything to be different. Somebody today, let me tell you, you know what this church here is today? It's a beautiful building. Everybody ought to be proud of how this place looks. It's so nice, neat, classy. The presence of God is here. But you know what this really is? This is a dressing room. This is where we change our clothes to get ready for the new chapter. This is where we make changes, get rid of some stuff. This is where we get rid of our prison clothes. Put on our palace clothes. This is where heaviness, depression, anxiety, stress, sin, carnality, pride, anger, unforgiveness. Well, I want tomorrow to be different. Well, you've got to get rid of the anger. You've got to get rid of that hatred, that unforgiveness. Brother Cox, you don't understand what they did to me. True. I don't. But let me just tell you, when you're angry and hateful and bitter and, and really would like to see them dead, I'm talking about just upset. It's not bothering them. Right. Right. They're going, they're heading to hell probably. But they're just enjoying life. You're the one that's suffering. Yeah. You're the one that's stuck in this chapter. Yeah. So if you want a new chapter, you can't bring all this with you. That's why in heaven, sin can't enter there. Why? It wouldn't be heaven. It'd be just like it is here. If you want a new chapter, somebody today needs to find you a place here in a few moments and start laying some stuff down. God, I don't want to take this addiction to drugs with me. I don't want to take this cigarette problem with me. I don't want to take this pornographic problem, porno and sex. I don't want to take all these lying and deceit. I don't want to take this alcoholism. I don't, want to, I, don't want to, I don't want to take that with me, God. That's a whole lot of the problem in the chapter that I'm in now. Amen. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Hallelujah.
This is where we strip off heaviness, discouragement, hopelessness, and put on a garment of praise. So, the Bible says, Reuben put him in the pit. But Judah, which just happens to mean praise, got him out of the pit. In other words, what somebody needs to do today is you need to come to this altar, find you a place somewhere here in a few moments, unload, undress, not physically, undress spiritually, empty your heart, empty all that stuff out of you that you know. You weren't born like that. You weren't born with these things in your life. Life and the devil and some of our own selves put it on ourselves, but God can get rid of it. Get it all out of your system. Get it all out of your heart. Lay it down. I don't care who said what, why, she, who. You know, worry about, we don't worry about the blame game here. When you're laying in a hospital and you're dying of a gunshot wound, it ain't really important who did it. All that matters now, we got to get you alive. It ain't, it ain't important who did what. It's just a matter of right now. Do you let God get this out of you? And then, let him deliver you. In the, and while you're in the prison, so to speak, once he delivers you, start giving him some palace praise. Yes. Amen. Start praising him like you're already there. Give him some new chapter praise. God, you've delivered me. You're shutting the door on the old chapter. You're forgiving me. You're washing it away. You're removing it. I'm not there yet. It's opening up. But I'm going to praise you like I'm already in the new chapter. I'm going to start worshiping you like I'm already on the throne. I'm going to give you some praise, some palace praise, right here in the pit. Oh, stand your feet right now. Let's stand your feet right now all over the sanctuary. Hallelujah. Anybody feel what I feel in the Holy Ghost today? Anybody feel the presence of Almighty God? As you stand, let me read one last scripture for you. The Bible says in Job chapter 20, watch this. This is neat. Job 20 and 15, talking about the enemy. He that swallowed down riches. This is talking about evil king, evil, the devil. He shall vomit them up again. God shall cast them out of his belly. That means God is, amen. That means God is going to hit him in the stomach and he's going to make them cough up your stuff that the enemy has stolen. Verse 18 says, That which he labored for shall be he restore. He shall not swallow it down according to his substance. Shall the restitution be. He shall not rejoice therein. The relationship, the marriage, the family, your children, your walk with God, your peace that the devil has stolen. He's walking around today rubbing his belly like he just ate a good meal. But devil, you may have stolen it. You may have even swallowed it. But you're not going to keep it long enough for it to even digest. God is fixing to make you cough every bit of it back up. It don't belong to you, devil. It belongs to God's people. Amen. Amen. I feel pages turning today. Amen. I feel doors are starting to shut today behind you. Defeat is leaving. I feel chains that have had you bound are starting to loosen up. Hallelujah. Doubt Hallelujah. is starting to leave. I'll tell you what, in this new chapter, I'll tell you what I feel walking through that door today, I feel joy is coming back. 
Somebody's peace is at their way back. Somebody's power. I feel a paralyzed start to come. I feel worship. I feel a dedication. I feel a worship. Hallelujah. It's time for somebody to come out of the pit. Hallelujah. Let's go to a new chapter. Oh, somebody love him right now. Somebody love him right now all over this house. Is there anybody right now? Listen to this preacher. Right where you are, do you feel like just lifting your hands and say, God, I can't take it no more. God, I can't take it no more. Is anybody wants to get out of your seat? Come stand along the front up here where somebody can help you. Somebody make and say, I got myself into this pit, but I can't get myself out. I need God. I need my church. I need my pastor. I need my brothers. I need my sisters. Maybe for somebody call them right now. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing. The devil stole some things, but God's fixing to make him pop it up. It's time for restitution. It's time to get your joy back. It's time to get your marriage back. It's time to get your family back. It's time to get your health back. It's time to get your peace back. Oh, come on, let's step out. Let's run out of place. Let's lift our 
some chapters today. You can't respond like you're responding and not God respond like he wants to. And I feel like he's fixing open some new chapters. But he wants to do it all together. I want to invite everybody in this building. I don't care if it's your first time or a thousandth time. If you're living for God or not, it's not a problem. I want everybody that's physically able to come and cry all around this front right now. But if you're close, please. Please, please, please. Come quickly. And they're going to play and sing in just a second. Here's what I want you to do. I want everybody that's ready for that last chapter to close. I don't want you to whisper. I don't want you just to stare at God or stare at the Lord. I don't want you just to close your eyes and meditate. Forget all that. That's new religion junk. Yes. That gets you nowhere. Yes. But I want us all together. In just a moment, to throw our heads back, so to speak, put our hands up, open our mouths, and begin to cry out, God, please close this chapter.
to feel today, I'm going to turn it back to your wonderful pastor. Somebody's hungry for the presence of God today. It came that way. Pastor, my mind goes to that young fella in the Bible that left daddy's home. Walked away. Got into things he shouldn't have got into, things he said he never would. He was not young. He got hungry. He got miserable. He had a bad chapter. I'm ready to end this chapter. How are you going to do that? I'm going back to my daddy's house. Because in daddy's house, everything's good. He'll take care of me. And here's what I want to say. I could see him as he's coming down that road, Pastor, heading back home, head down, scared, stumbling along. Is daddy even going to accept me? And when his daddy looks up and sees him coming way down that road, he runs to him, throws his arms around him. And I can see the son or daughter, whatever would fit the case. Daddy, are you sure you won't be back? I'm not the same boy that left home. Daddy, I've got a jail record now. Daddy, I'm addicted to drugs. Daddy, I'm divorced. I can't obey it. I go to the daddies. I got hands. So man, I'm not the same boy or girl that left home. Do you still want me? I believe that grip got tighter, son, daughter. I love you no matter what. You just come on home with me. I'll take care of every problem you got. I'll fix everything you need fixing. All I want you to do is come back to daddy's house. I feel daddy calling for somebody here today. I feel your daddy calling for somebody today. Don't worry about what you got yourself into. Just come home. Oh, somebody talk to me right now. Somebody talk to me right now. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care how evil this is. Come on home, baby. I still love you. Come on, I'll change all
he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you have it, receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Holy Ghost is for you. It's for today. Amen. God bless you. Let's stand to our feet one more time. And let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Let's worship the Lord for his presence in his place today. God, we love you today. We praise your holy name. We magnify you, Lord. We give you glory and honor. We thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your power. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for the outpouring of your spirit that's promised to your people, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. The Holy Ghost is here today. It feels wonderful in the house. Amen. It feels liberating to worship the Lord. Amen. I'm I'm so glad to be here to see every one of you. And we want to let you know, amen, that immediately following the dismissal service right through that door is the multi-purpose room. In the multi-purpose room, there's a lot of chairs and there's uh, free food and drinks. And we want to invite everyone, everybody to, to come out. Just step through the door. Amen. Enjoy some food and fellowship free of charge. We just want to take some time to get to know you and the fellowship with you. Amen. God bless you in the name of the Lord. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn around and shake somebody's hand. And we'll be right back here Wednesday night at 7.30.